Hi, and welcome to the Sales Enablement Pro Podcast. I'm Shauna Simelong. Sales enablement is a constantly evolving space, and we're here to help professionals stay up to date on the latest trends and best practices so that they can be more effective in their jobs. Today, I'm excited to have Numa Sales from Hedrex DX join us. Numa, I would love for you to introduce yourself, your role, and your organization to our audience. Thank you very much, Shauna, to, to having me uh, today. So I'm Numa, I'm 27 years old, coming from a lovely city in the south of France called Aix-en-Provence. So I, I am French, actually, expatriated in Switzerland. What I would say about me, I'm strongly passionate about entrepreneurship, sales, sales negotiation, and uh, I want, in fact, to state right away that I didn't change my last name because of my patient. It was much more the, the other way around. I was born with it, kind of a destiny, I would say, and I, I'm actually really enjoying it. Nothing to do with, with a curse, actually, because my last name is says I always worked in sales roles with great B2B sales team generating hundreds of millions in leaders, companies like Microsoft, CWT, L'Oreal. And now I would say I, I really found the right place at the right time being responsible for the sales enablement here at Ederadex, which is a very, very exciting and very fast growing company based in the Biopol campus of Lausanne, working with tremendous and very inspiring profiles, definitely contributing to making this world a better place. Just concerning the, the mission of the company, maybe to, to give you a, a glimpse of this amazing adventure, uh, it's to make liquid biopsy a reality in Europe. So I'm, I'm sure you are very aware of what is liquid biopsy in America, but here in Europe is not very popular for now. So we will try to sell a very great platform, but I, I really do not want to spoil things for the moment. It will remain a teasing, but just to have in mind, yes, that soon we will definitely witness a promising and, and very European-focused project here that will leverage uh, suffering for a large amount of people here in Europe. Well, Numa, I'm honored that you were able to join us on this podcast today. You actually caught my eye because you wrote an article where you talked about your career journey so far. And there was a quote in there that really caught my eye because you said that adaptation is intelligence. I'd love for you to explain to our audience from your perspective, why are resiliency and the ability to adapt so important for salespeople to succeed today? Yeah, definitely. It was my mathematics teacher that used to tell me this sentence, adaptation is intelligent. I kind of meditating on it since this time. And actually, adaptation is, is a very common trait in nature to survive. And that's a very dumb picture of life, but that's inherently very true. You cannot see a dog complaining about losing a leg for uh, in his life. He, he would still enjoy his life and he would try to jump over uh, everything, even if he's uh, kind of handicapped. So uh, as you know, we are not dogs. And even if, if I really like them and they are great teachers for us, Focusing on ourselves today uh, as human beings, very complex by essence, confronting to tons of different kind of challenges on a daily routine and especially salespeople. I would say that being resilient is really one of the most key soft skills 
uh, to work on, I, I believe. Um, and I, I say to work on because you need to involve yourself at some point in a process of becoming more adaptable. And it leads us naturally in this process to this other very needed skill you should get as a seller, which is empathy. Because empathy is, is like the possibility for you to, to really feel and put yourself in the very own shoes of the people you have in front of you and, and being able to, to solve their specific issues. So if you are not capable of adaptation, if you are not smart enough, uh, smart speaking in, in, in terms of emotional intelligence, I would say, you, you won't be able to identify and provide answers after listening carefully to what is being said. Um, you, you have to transform yourself to become a sponge as a a real water flow following the river of information provided by the one which is currently in front of you uh, to be able to provide efficient solutions. So that, that is the very least of things to say about adaptation. Uh, if you are not capable of being resilient, for example, when the negotiation is becoming a tough place or the products are not being shipped in time because the boat gets stuck in the Suez Canal, for example, yeah, you, you won't get um, anywhere. And what I really and especially like that this very simple quote that I can understand as a young child uh, studying mathematics and was kind of able to remember for years is revealing something much more fundamental, which is that life is always changing. And that's the very, very basic thing to say but we are always forgetting it. You, you enjoy this thing, you enjoy it with your whole heart. And on tomorrow morning, while you are sleeping peacefully in your bed, you wake up and everything is kind of changed. So it is therefore our responsibility to accept it and to evolve accordingly because the other possibility you have is to get stuck in the exact same place for a very long time, just because by saying to yourself and believing that it should not be like this, uh, actually it is what it is by a sense because you can witness it with all your senses. So in which world it should have to be different. Absolutely. Now to double click on this, how do you help salespeople adapt to, you know, maybe more specifically some of the evolving business environment and buyer needs that are, are surfacing today? Yeah, that, that, that's a, a great question, and I, I'm I'm not going to speak about uh, working in a remote office or, or stuff like that. But I think nowadays we are confronted to uh, the very buying journey paradigm changes from the buyer just telling to the seller what he wants and needs to this whole new picture where the buyer is waiting for the seller to work for him, actually, to, to, to do the pre-sales a lot, to evangelize him with a new solution or product like it is today with electric cars, for example. People are already very busy with their own lives. They, they, they kind of expect you to provide the insights because we are supposed to be the master of our industry. Uh, to be the master of our solution. And it doesn't mean to know everything, but really to be able to find the answers the customers expect from you. So if you're not able to place yourself 
as an expert, no one will listen to you uh, today. And when we look at the news, uh, there are tons of experts, and they are actually the one today we listen to and to receive answers to the COVID crisis, for example. And I don't say that I agree with it, but it is what it is. So on one side, you have to be an expert, right? Being super specialized. And on another side, you have to evolve to match with the specific chaotic environment of selling, meeting with the high expectations of your customer, which is already very well informed about your solutions, thanks to our friend Google. So my humble uh, leitmotiv here is to, to have my team, and, and I include me as well uh, in my team, to have our mind at ease when, when doing business. Um, what, what I mean by that is I, I want us to be comfortable with the idea of navigating in a notion of information, insights, comments, uh, catching news, uh, sometimes with fake data, and to be able to catch the ones that will lead to somewhere interesting for us. And overall, interesting for our customers and in, in our case, for our patients. So pra pragmatically speaking, and to answer your question, it, it is much more dealing with us as human beings, turning ourselves in effective business people, uh, aware of our environment, aware of the real innovations, the real values, the real answers, and not just sellers trying to push a product as it was in the previous um, paradigm, especially in my company where we are dealing with patients and especially because Everyone in my team is personally involving him or herself in, in doing their job. Well, I think that's a, a fantastic advice on how to address evolving buyer needs. Now, I want to shift a little bit. You mentioned on LinkedIn, and, and I loved this, that you guide salespeople to maximize their potential according to their uniqueness. Like I said, I, I love that. How can enablement practitioners help salespeople identify what their unique skills are? And then, and then how do you go about nurturing these strengths through enablement? That's actually the perfect transition, I would say, to, to what I was just saying, because one of my, my goal and my objective is to lead everyone to the next step where, you, you know, you are fully aware and conscious about the what and why you are being in front of a customer today, representing a company composed of a bunch of people. They are working hard behind you, uh, developing products they believe in, they're people designing stuff they spent hours working on. So what, what I mean is that you have to know yourself at such point that you can say with confidence to someone, I don't know. And uh, I, I didn't did discover it by myself. It's like um, this, this mindset of being able to say, I don't know. I, I had the chance of meeting incredible people which were really comfortable to tell me straight in the eyes, I don't know. And th that's not an issue because I never questioned their legitimacy. It was absolutely the opposite. Uh, because if you are capable of saying, I don't know, it means a lot uh, because you worked on being comfortable with you, not being the superhero of the story, the, the 
kind of the super mom providing a great education to her children, the super managers knowing everything, being the, the perfect one. You, you're, you are remaining with your human traits. So by saying, I don't know, you say the truth and make everyone acknowledging the fact that you kind of cut the bullshit. So pra practically speaking, for example, everyone in my company did this personality test a couple of weeks ago, and they really enjoyed doing it. And it was really insightful because personally, I worked a lot and for years with the Myers-Briggs test, which is really, really great. But the DISC is much more focusing on interpersonal skills. And for a team, it is really a game changer. So for answering your question about helping people finding their, their unique skills, I, I would say it's not just nurturing the strengths and on the opposite to work on our weaknesses. I, I would say it's much more about finding the golden balance between them, as our sales ops manager at Adair would say, and overall to raise awareness about the reasons someone is where she or he is today. I, I do love that approach. Now, on the flip side, thinking kind of beyond just unique strengths, I, I'd love to understand, have you actually identified, you know, maybe what are some of the, the common skills that you've noticed amongst your top performing salespeople? And, you know, how can sales enablement help replicate those similar skills across kind of their entire sales team? Mm, I, I really like the word uh, to re replicate, not to copy. Actually, the answer is really simple. They know how to shut up. It's like they know how to actively listen and why they are listening to their uh, customers' prospects. They know how to build a picture of their interlocutor while they are already busy uh, speaking with them. Uh, I mean, they know how to listen without trying to find the moment to answer their questions. It's like we, we had a product demo with an external vendor guy a, a couple of weeks ago, and I'm really convinced it was not his fault at all. But he always repeated during his demo, does it mean something to you, what I just presented? Like, does it make sense for you? And I think you are supposed to say, yeah, exactly what I was looking for. That's terrific. I'm greatly surprised where and when can I sign a contract. Instead, a top performer would have not in any way, in any moment at all, been this kind of awkward setup at some point during the sales process because he or she would have presented something that the very customer asked for at first. So it will make sense and it will answer his question because the most effective people I met in my life are the ones that know how to put aside their ego to benefit the world. Um, it's like it's speaking about benefiting the companies they work for, but most of all benefiting the people they are speaking to. And I, I strongly recommend you in this with a the book Good to Great from, from Jim Collins, uh, which is really great uh, on this subject. And really on putting aside one's ego to benefit the world, that's immensely demanding for someone to be at this stage of development in her or his life. 
to 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 achieve to put aside all of his imaginary plans and to cut the bullshit to focus on the very needs of the human currently expressing his struggling point, bottlenecks, fears, and being comfortable saying, my product will answer your issue and this this issue and this one, but f- for the rest, I, I kind of couldn't say. I, I'm really admirative. Well, I think that that's some fantastic advice. Now, in closing, Numa, my, my last question to you, in addition to some of the, the art of the selling or, or soft skills, you know, I think there also is some science to consider, such as process and tools. So Numa, how do you effectively balance the two to ensure that salespeople can really leverage all of the processes and tools that are at their fingertips in combination with some of those soft skills? Actually, I have to confess that we have here at Edera, and I'm really thankful for that. A very great sales ops manager. Um, my role is not to to deal with the tools, and I'm really glad to to count on him for these things. But I I do play a role when representing the kind of legitimacy legitimacy of using these tools uh, in our team. So, for example, in the, in the next weeks. We are going to implement a very great tool and my, my role here is to identify and try to kind of evangelize my team with what and how it will um, benefit us. And I did a lot of researches on tools to help with my specific self-productivity in the past. And each time I tried a solution to, I don't know, design a Gantt chart to make an um, efficient to-do list or project management, it often didn't work. And not because I tried each time a shitty one. It, it was definitely because I didn't state at the very early stage what was my issue. And if you work 90% of the process identifying your pain point, you do the job. Like this tool matches on this side, but this mandatory element is not present. So it won't benefit it. And even I, if I paid for this, I'd get rid of it immediately. And in this way, and to answer the question, we want us as sellers already very busy, enjoying sales negotiation, exploratory meeting with our clients, uh, to put in our way and to adopt processes and tools if we are not bright and clear on which pain point we are currently solving. So pragmatically speaking, at EDEA, we are not focusing on implementing processes and tools, but much more on solving pain points and my real objective is to help to maintain this balance between a data-driven approach that could be constraining sometimes with the very chaotic trait of the improvisation and freedom we can find in the selling process. I, I kind of try to act as a gatekeeper of which pain points are relevant to address today but I'm grateful to have a wonderful and very skilled and experienced team already addressing these items. I'm, I'm much more dealing with the fun part, which is the implementation phase, trying new, very cool things that will uh, bring us power and joy in, in our do- daily routine, rather than making everyone you know, w- worried about mastering a tool they don't fire relevant or adopting a time-consuming process that will prevent us from achieving achieving our very demanding objectives. Well, 
Numa, I really appreciate you sharing your experience and your story with our audience today. So thank you so much for taking the time to chat with us. Uh, thank you. It was definitely a pleasure um, speaking with you today. And, and I really appreciate your time and work as well. And thank you for evangelizing people with sales enablement and especially interviewing European people because that's not very famous here, you know, sales enablement. And it could benefit a lot of our companies. Thank you very much and, and have a lovely time. Fantastic. To our audience, thanks for listening. For more insights, tips, and expertise from Sales Enablement leaders, visit salesenablement.pro. If there's something you'd like to share or a topic you'd like to learn more about, please let us know. We'd love to hear from you.